Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Almost live from the trenches of New York City, here are your middle-aged warriors, Chris Cimino and Rick Summers. All right, final show of 2021. (laughs) Believe Podcast Network's Middle-Aged Warriors are back one last time before the year is over. I am Chris Cimino. And where is Rick Summers? Are you over there? I'm over here. And you know what the best thing about 2021 was? (laughs) What? That it's now 2022. Almost. Seeing it in the rear view mirror. Yeah. Yeah. Don't like to feel that way. But speaking of feeling, you know, positive or negative, I like to feel positive most of the times. But I, I just did get some news a couple of days ago, something positive that really is kind of a negative, and that is the results of a COVID test. So yeah, um, I'm dealing with a little a form of it. <laughs> it. Uh, You're, but, uh, uh, what we say is frayed around the edges. Yeah, I don't feel great. I don't feel terrible. I'm sure if I wasn't vaccinated, I wouldn't be doing this right now. So uh, yeah, you know, I'm you know a little frustrated. But by the fact that you you do all the things and then, you know, it still has the ability to get through. I know, but, uh, you know, but we're going to be fine. You know, we're going to we're going to face a new year, hopefully not having this conversation. Let's say maybe at least a few months in, maybe it starts to go away. Well, we hope again. <laughs> you know what? Think about where we were a year ago and the conversation we were having wrapping up 2020 and uh, and yeah. and all the question marks that we had moving forward um it's just it's really remarkable that it's a year later and uh we're still dealing with a lot of the same issues but we're dealing with them in a different way than we did right i think the the main focus now is and we've we seem to all be reaching this conclusion i was listening to the uh, the mayor-elect uh, that was coming for New York City that's coming in uh, in the new year, and he's already laying out a plan. But I think the bottom line is many of us are realizing we've got to learn to live with this. Right. We can't hide in a cave from this anymore. We need to learn how to live with it, try to be as safe and as smart as possible. But we cannot shut down uh, these these huge portions of our economy and really begin to hurt ourselves. So I think what we did learn in 2021 is... I guess how to live with this virus, but this is one of those. Do you ever have those? Like you, you wake up from a bad dream, yeah, and then you fall back to sleep, and for some reason you go back into that dream again. Mm. And like I've had that happen like two or three times, and it never happens with a good dream. You know, you have those good dreams, you wake up and you want to get back in. You're like, damn, I can't get back in. But bad dreams, it's happened, and that's what this feels like a little bit. It's like. I wake up. It's is it over? And you fall back to sleep. And there's another version of it. It's like yeah, yeah you know, it just doesn't want to go away. But no, this thing's relentless. And we've been lucky, you and I. I mean, yeah. um, and I just knocked on my head. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. There you go. So and so it goes. All right. So we're moving. We're moving forward to a new year. Obviously, putting putting the wraps in terms of 2021. Besides the obvious, which is what we've just talked about. Anything happened for you this year or in the world that uh, you'll remember the year by? You know what? I wrote down a, a few things that I'll remember the year by, but I'm not sure what the anything goods would be, other than mm-hmm. the fact that I've remained relatively healthy, you know, right. for most of the year. And mm-hmm. as I said to you, the best part about 21 is that it's ending and it's 22 before you know it. 
Yeah, but, I mean, yeah, it's just been a really disheartening year in so many ways. We lost so many people, and uh, I'm sad about that, but not necessarily to COVID, just people right, right. passing along. I was watching that segment on uh, one of your favorite shows and, and mine, uh, the CBS Sunday Morning. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they did a whole segment about the people we've lost this year. And yeah, you're right. I mean, most of them weren't to COVID, but but you just look at these uh, these iconic people that, that we do. But, you know, you probably every year you look back at that and there's always a yeah. huge collection of it. It's just it's the inevitability uh, of life. It's death on the other end of it. But, you know, part of why I don't like and I was I heard somebody else say this the other day. I've never been a great fan of New Year's Eve. Um, it sort of reminds me of the end as opposed to the beginning. I don't know why I feel that way. I don't feel like let's celebrate. It's a new beginning. Yeah. I feel yeah. more melancholy about it's the end and what have I lost? And it's another year behind me. And did I do the things I really wanted to do? And am I, am I where I want to be? And am I who I want to be? Uh, that's why I always found, found like Auld Lang Syne kind of a sad song. It's yeah. like a little depressing uh, in a weird way, but I don't disagree with you. I mean, I really don't. Uh, I've never been a big New Year's fan, and I've never been that happy to peel the pages of the calendar and toss them out. So um, we're getting older, and uh, it's hard to believe it's 20, 2022. Each and every day is uh, is vital. Uh, some of the things I know you wrote down, which is kind of funny, you probably don't have it in front of you, but I had printed it out just some of the highlights of 2021, so to speak, obviously COVID vaccines and inflation, uh, gas prices being up there, masking right. up. And then you have punching flight attendants, <laughs> which, which sadly, you know, and it, not to really make a joke of it, but we started to reach ridiculous levels. Yeah. You know, there used to be the joke about, I went to the fights and a hockey game broke out. So like I went to the fights and a, an airline flight broke out, <laughs> but it, it's sad. And it's just, you know, it's ridiculous. And that behavior that has to stop. But you also brought up something which is kind of interesting, non-astronauts flying into space. Yeah. Uh, of course, William Shatner was probably the, the most notable and seemed to be the most moved. I don't know if you saw any of the uh, yeah. interviews after, I mean, he was really very, very moved by it. And that was interesting to see. Cryptocurrency. Still don't know what it is. Still, still don't, don't have any. Missing yeah. out on something, I'm sure. And of course, you know, it's hard to believe it's been a year. But looking back to January 6th, a day that you and I were actually sitting and recording one of our latest episodes of Middle Age Warriors. And then we turned on the TV mm. and saw the insurrection. Um, and uh, I'm sad to say that's probably the thing that 2021 will most be remembered for. Yeah, when you think about, you know, when it happened and how mind-boggling it was for a lot of us in this generation, never thought, you know, you would see things like that in this country, right? Oh, not in this country. But uh, the reality is that, you know, there it was right before our eyes. And then as weeks went by, we saw more and more of it from different videos of it. Yeah. Um, but I have to say, you know, here we are almost a year ago, and it sort of doesn't seem to feel as devastating as it felt back then. I mean, that's just on a personal level. I don't know. You know, there was that you started to get that feeling like this country was really out of control and we were spiraling, spiraling. And by the way, I mean, there's still plenty that we have to concern ourselves with here in regards to that. But I, I feel like there's been a little leveling, and I'm not sure where that came from. 
Is it political? Is, is, it, is, is the leadership doing it? Is it just that we're distracted by everything else? I, I'm not really sure. I think that's part of it. Um, but I also think that time is a great healer and, uh, and wine is a great healer. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's, hope, let's hope that, you know, that's one thing, you know, and I, you see about all the supply chain and all these issues with the supply chain. Yeah. So far, fingers crossed, I haven't heard any issues with wine. Haven't had any problems, and we don't need that for next year. So let's, yeah. let's hope that's. The, I shouldn't even put that out into the universe. That's not a good idea. Speaking Eva. of uh, the next year and looking ahead, and you know, while we started the show rather heavy, we always still like to have sort of a brighter feel and a comedic feel to, to things and view the world sometimes that way because it makes the stuff easier. Uh, we have comedian Scott Blakeman, who's been a you know a regular on our show. Really, I guess this is show appearance number four. Four. Yeah. Oh. Excellent. Yeah, Scott, I and mean, I've, I've known Scott for a long time now, and I can't believe it's not as long as I've known you, but it's uh, it's catching up in the years. And Scott is just got a great attitude about life mm. in general, and yeah. um, it'll be nice to talk with him, which we'll do momentarily. Yeah, I mean that's the thing about Scott that I do enjoy the most. While he, you know, obviously as a comedian, you sort of always have to have that little touch of sarcasm and perspective on what's going on. But overall, as a person, and you'll hear it uh, as we start to talk with him, his his optimism always shines through. And I think um, he does a lot better job at that than either one of us do. Yeah, I think so. so. uh, We're going to get to Scott, who's just back from quarantining in Florida. He will explain that. But first, we're going to get a word from one of our all-important sponsors. We're back and better than ever. A new web interface for the rest of the NBA season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. So head to the new updated desktop or mobile version to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE50 to receive your bonus. B L E A V 50. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. And just to clarify, that's bet, B E T online, not bet online. That would be a whole nother animal, I suppose. What do you say, Chris? We got a guy waiting in the wings. I joked around a couple of weeks ago that it was like a, a Rick sandwich on Chris bread. And today it's kind of like a Rick sandwich on COVID bread because both of you guys are recovering from, I guess, the test that said, yeah, you got it. It's positive, but it doesn't feel that way. I don't know about you, Scott. <laughs> Did it feel positive? <laughs> You know, I always look the way I look at most things, the silver lining with things. And it was a whole, you know, I got to miss out on some family events. But in, in, the, in the grand scheme of things, it was it was very, very mild. And that's what I hope for the new year that hopefully people don't get it. But if they do, it's as mild as, as mine was. But I got to tell you, just to be with you guys here at the end of the year. And uh, I'm not just saying it because I'm talking to both of you, but really doing your show this year and, and, and last year when I was still living uh, at a different location in the early days of all of this. It really uh, really some of the highlights of this year and last year. And so I, I appreciate being here again the, this end of the year. Thanks, Scott, because you, you really bring a, a great, refreshing approach to the middle-aged warriors, of which you are a living testimonial. It's always great Veteran. to have you. And thank you for just 
being one of our go-to guys. Yeah, this, by the way, is I think visit number four. So you're a four bagger now. Ah, okay, great. Well, uh, and I look forward to, you know, back the last time I was on, I was keep hoping the next time we'll be in person. But I think we're, yeah. as an optimist, I think we're getting close to all that. And I hopefully think this is the last gasp of what we know of what this whole thing is. And that after, you know, January, whatever, February, it'll really start being different. And, and we'll, we'll all be able to do this in, in person. But there's a nice element of as much as everything is better in person, the whole Zoom element has mm -hmm. opened up doors for things. In fact, just one of the things I missed uh, in Florida, the, the, my niece's wedding was Zoomed, live streamed, all that. It's not the same as being there, but I was happy to share in that. So the technology is really, it's, it's scary and bad in certain ways, social media, but in other ways, the technology has helped people get through these last couple of years. Yeah, I, th I think it's kept a lot of sanity and, and you know, it's bad enough. There's a, certainly a large degree of emotional impact this thing has had on all of us and different forms of anxieties and depressions. But when at least you can, even on the holidays, because let's be honest, I mean, it, for many families, that may be the only time of the year they are collectively together. And to not to have that taken away from you is like, oh, man, this is the last straw. So to have things like Zoom and be able to at least hear and see and laugh together, not necessarily physically in the same space, but as close as possible, I think that that helped a lot. It really did. This technology, <laughs> I think, helped a lot uh, more positive than any anything negative. Oh, absolutely. I just I think I said this probably in one of my other appearances, but I think we 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 appreciate it being middle aged warriors. But I think a lot of people who don't appreciate the space age technology mm. to us that this really is. I mean, you know, you remember years ago, decades ago, this picture phone, that was going to be the thing. And it <laughs> was so primitive and bad. Remember the early days of Shea Stadium where they had the videotron and it was oh. literally a black and white photo of Ron Hunt. <laughs> <laughs> Memory of that. So, That's you know, we've really come a long way and I'm just constantly amazed that, we, you know, we're recording this on Zoom and FaceTime and Face, all this stuff. It's incredible quality anywhere in the world, free. Uh, so it really is, is something. And, and I think we need to appreciate all, all of these things. I know the three of us do. Well, now you sound like a geek like me, because I'm always just scratching my head and just amazed at the technology that's at our fingertips or you know, the three of us sitting in three different locations right now able to do this. I have to ask which one of you, if either one of you, I should admire in knowing that you bought Zoom stock a year ago. <laughs> not here. <laughs> I'm not that smart. No, and me you can either. both say you feel superior to me because I've never made the right choices. I, I did, people who were in the business world, corporate world, I think they probably did well because they were already aware of it. I remember actually I was teaching at the Scarsdale Adult School back in person back in, oh, maybe the fall of 2019. And one of my students did a bit about zoom and how if you want to use the restroom and you know all, all these various zoom and i never heard of it up to that point wow. uh skype i had heard of i'd done right. some meeting stuff on skype so no i wish i had had it joins the long list my i call it my rolodex of regret you know of, of <laughs> yeah, stock I, things I didn't uh i had apple at 36 i could go on but why, oh, wow. why Dredge up things like that. So, but re remember, remember the concept of what Netflix was. It was just getting yeah. mailed DVDs of movies, and then you'd put it back in the mail and send it back to them if you watch it, and they'd send you another new one. I mean, is that what, what it is now? That's what yeah. that was the origin of Netflix. Yeah, yeah, it was a very simple thing. And I remember when Netflix was, I think, sixty-eight the stock, and and I remember thinking, how does this even make any money? You send right. a DVD, <laughs> and then you know, so that was one of my 
other errors. But uh, yeah, that's an incredible story that a company like that, these guys from humble beginnings, and now it is the major player. Uh, mm -hmm. This is one of the great things about this year for me. I'm on the SAG nominating committee, and you know, I'm a big, we're all big union guys, and and I'd love being a part of SAG after. And I usually we get emails, and I respond. They say no, it's full. And this year. And what a great year to be on it, because I did go back into screenings with masks and fully vaccinated as everybody mm -hmm. had to be and, uh, and incredible Q&As with great stars. And it's really been an inspiration. And what was my point? Uh, oh, that, uh, yeah, Netflix has been, you know, like a major player. I'm going to a screening tonight uh, at a screening room at the film Hand of God. So I, it's really been a that's been mm -hmm. a great thing to really immerse in, in, in the great films that are going on and the Q&As, because, you know, when you, I mean, you guys know about this, you know, when you hear the actors talk, it really inspires you and it, it shows that it's not some magic, you know, mysterious thing. It's, it's hard mm -hmm. work, it's fears, all that stuff. So it's been a great experience. You know what, Scott, along those lines, I wanted to ask you a question because I know you are exceptionally close with comedian Robert Klein, who I just saw in a movie uh, that I believe is on Netflix, but I may be wrong. It may be on Amazon Prime. It's hard to keep everything straight. But uh, do you know the movie I'm talking about? It's, I think it's you know, called I, Before I Go. Oh, well, I do know that just, you know, I haven't really seen him in a couple of years. I, and I, I mean, I know that here and there he would be, you know, he does a few weeks on, on a movie. And, and uh, so I don't know what the time frame that was, but he's always you know, obviously he's my uh, idol as a comedian, but he, he's really a solid, really solid actor. And that's his roots at the Yale Drama School and all that. So he's, he always adds a lot to whatever movie or television show uh, he's on. I, uh, I went to a screening of a movie called Parallel Mothers a couple of, uh, before I left for Florida by Al Almodovar and Penelope Cruz was the guest. Ah. And was, there weren't many people there and they always tell you, and I'm, I obey all the rules. They say, stay in your seats until she's mm -hmm. left the room. And I said, I, I just have to say something to her. And I very politely kind of stood in the aisle and I did, I walked to her in that sort of clasped hands motion of I come in peace. And uh, I just think <laughs> such a wonderful, peace. powerful performance and I'm such a love your work. And she touched my arm and I still have that sensation from uh, three weeks ago. So. <laughs> I haven't washed that arm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> One of those. No, it's, it's, but it's funny, you know, you were to go back to a statement you made a little bit earlier too, about the whole making of movies and, and television shows and the fears and things that when you do these Q and A's, uh, one of the things towards the end of the year that I had an opportunity to do was uh, do some background work on different TV shows and some movies and things like that. Mm -hmm. And it really, if anything, besides, you know, taught me how to hurry up and wait because basically you, as an extra, <laughs> you sit there and wait for your scene. That could be hours before they get to it. But, uh, you know, got to see some some of my favorite actors as well. But really, I have a, a totally different perspective and respect for the making of these, whether it is a TV show, whether a long form show, whether it's a movie. There is so much minutia and detail that has to be right. You know, we see the finished product and go, oh, OK. Yeah, I, I got to see how it gets there. And that's like, wow, now you realize this, that's why these movies take, you know, the, the, the time they take and the millions of dollars it takes because you've got all these people working hours upon hours, days and weeks and months on this thing. Uh, it really impressed me. I have to be honest. It really did. Yeah, I, I've done some of that. And, and it's just, um, yeah, because, you know, when you see a good film, you really get the feeling that, I mean, you know, it's not the case. It, it was just done over a span of two hours and 15 minutes. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. And that would be incredible. And the fact that this is done over 
months. I mean, some of them were done at more quicker schedule, but to look the same, the continuity for your character to go from one scene that could have been three weeks before and carrying that emotion over. I mean, it's, it really makes me, as you say, appreciate what they do even more. I mean, it's all hard. Theater is incredibly hard. Mm -hmm. And I was fortunate to get to see a couple of things, uh, Lehman Trilogy, which really was great acting and also um, Kill a Mockingbird right bef uh, just recently. So oh, good um, for you. I didn't I haven't seen that. But, you know, we did see a couple weeks ago, which I really liked a lot was Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. On Broadway. Yeah. And that was to me, I was determined, you know, look, we all have our you know, with the pandemic, things we're comfortable doing and all that. And, and for me, right from the beginning, I knew I wanted to. I didn't go right away to theaters because there wasn't a lot. But once the screening started mm -hmm. and Broadway, too, it's, you know, your mask, you're vaccinated. I mean, it, it's uh, that that I'm comfortable with, you know, and, and other things not, you know. But um, and I and of course, sports has to come up. I, I love going to a bunch of Met games this year. And as befitting weekday afternoons at City Field, plenty of social distancing and had a whole, I had, had my own section actually for different reasons. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was outdoors, had my own section with my friend and, and that was really wonderful. And yeah, I remember the first time I did the show back in 2020, we talked about no crowd baseball and what that would be like. And so mm -hmm. uh, I got, I appreciate that I got to jump on that. And actually I was out in the West coast of San Francisco in October for another nephew's wedding. And that thankfully I got to be there for everything. And a buddy from second grade, another from high school in Brooklyn, we met up and we uh, spent some time. And I did get to go to see the Warriors at the Chase Center. And it was only the third home game where they allowed fans. And, you know, I'm just a huge fan of Steph Curry and Steve mm -hmm. Kerr and the whole organization and, and the team. And to watch, I splurged on tickets and I just, you know, walked down. I got there really early to watch Steph warm up, which was just an incredible treat, you know, just watching him. And, you know, he shoots 100 threes even before anybody gets in there. So that was a real highlight. And so, as we said, other times I've been on sports, theater, movies, all that really is, is such so needed. And it really has helped us get through all this. I have a question because all three of us in the last couple of weeks has spent time on airplanes. Chris has spent a lot of time mm -hmm. on airplanes. But uh, your impressions, uh, Scott? Well, I would say, that, you know, if you... <laughs> You just watch YouTube or some local news, you would think every flight was filled with brawls. And you had a fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. Thankfully, I mean, it was the opposite. I had the nicest people and it was normal. It was just great. I even lucked out flying back just on uh, Tuesday, you know, with all the news about canceled flights, which is, is very real. And we got in early on JetBlue out of Tampa. And I was very lucky with that. But uh, yeah, to me, it was very pleasant. Some people can't picture wearing a mask for four and a half hours. I just have no issue with that and uh yeah it was a great freeing thing to be able to do that Chris, how about you, know, you? I, I mean i've never first of all i've never seen anybody on all the flights i've taken and i've taken quite a few since even the beginning of this somebody not complying uh or giving you know anybody a hard time about wearing a mask or not I, and you know i mean we have pretty greenberg on the show and they talk about the upgrades and the ventilation systems of of these planes as well in mm -hmm. terms of the recirculation of the air and the filtration of the air and it's is good, if not better, than operating rooms you know, right. in yeah. hospitals. So you know, I don't, I didn't really feel any any extra sense of uh, risk or danger. You know that that I was dealing with. Say goodbye to dull gifts. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the brightest gift of the year. Using cutting-edge technology and innovative techniques, they've cracked the science of sparkle, creating the highest quality lab-grown diamonds you can find 
at a light price, $800 per carat. Now, they have the same chemical makeup of natural diamonds, but just are grown in a lab. Because of their process, they can create stones in blush pink and beautiful blue, as well as classic white. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the gift they'll never want to take off price so they won't have to. They really do make any outfit sparkle. Visit lightboxjewelry.com to add sparkle to your holiday shopping. That's lightboxjewelry.com. Lightbox diamonds, never a dull moment. Going back to sporting events and theater, and this is a weird contradiction that I can't quite wrap my hands around. Theater, you have to wear a mask. You have to show proof of being vaccinated to get into a Broadway show. Granted, get it, close quarters, sitting next to each other. Well, I've been to a concert at Madison Square Garden since. I watch Ranger games and other Nick games. And everybody in the crowd that I can see most of the shots is not wearing a mask and they're sitting on top of each other. So why is Broadway that way? And yet these bigger sporting events, which, by the way, people are screaming and probably spewing their saliva (laughs) all over the place. Much more than theater. Yeah, I I would think. Correct. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, theater, most people, you're not speaking, you're quiet for the most part. So I just find it, I, I don't understand the contradiction. Nobody's really been able to explain it to me. Um, but I, I just found it odd that at MSG, where you're talking about 10, 15,000 people, that nobody around me was masked. And, you know, they're either singing along to a song or they're screaming for their team. So now is there policy? Because I know initially when they were reduced capacity, you did have to show proof of vaccination. You do have to show that, but they're not very, they're kind of lax about mask enforcement. Is that what you're saying? Right. There, there was no mask mandate. And, you know, to, to purchase the ticket, I went to Dave Matthews Bank concert. To purchase the ticket, you've got to show your vaccination thing and blah, blah, blah mm-hmm. online. Uh, you're not asked to show your vaccination card there. I wasn't. Um, and there's no, there was no mandate for uh, a mask. And the reality of some of these things, those tickets can be transferred apparently right. to somebody else. Yeah. So maybe you went to somebody unvaccinated. I, you know, so it's just, it's a little weird. It's a little loosey-goosey yeah. in some things. And that's up to the oh, individual. I- if you want to do that, you know, that's fine. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I was at my experience at the Chase Center in San Francisco, um, not to knock New York fans at all, but everybody there that I could see complied uh, with it. So that was comforting. I have to say the best experience I had, I, uh, a friend of mine invited me to the premiere of Tick, Tick, Boom ah. the film, uh, on Broadway at a Broadway theater. Uh, it was incredible. Just um, Lin-Manuel Miranda spoke. They had this incredible performance by the Broadway inspirational voices and the film. And so a lot of Broadway people, my, uh, my old friend Mario Cantone was sitting in front of oh, me. And, uh, so it was a great turnout. And what they did, and this should have been a, a template going forward, because testing, frankly, isn't what it should be. The, the, the ease, Florida was impossible. Here, a lot of long lines, it's better than there. But Netflix, getting back to them, rented out the entire eighth floor of the Marriott Marquis. And in order to go to this event, you need to be vaxxed, masked, and get a PCR test the day before, mm. uh, and it was if, if it was always like this, you went in there, it was this giant facility, it was like a hospital, it was rows and rows of technicians, no line, testing 35 minutes later, you're in a big room with, you know, you get the negative result, which normally would take three to four to nine days, you know, in the past. And I just thought to myself, why can't this be the norm for everything, uh, you know, and, and obviously not every situation, but, I mean, that really was such a great thing. Now to get a PCR to anything like that would be so cumbersome and burdensome for people. So 
uh, that was a great experience. And talk about feeling comfortable, you know, with the safest right. place in the world was that, that right. Broadway theater. So glad you brought up Marielle Cantone uh, for yeah. a couple of reasons. One, the, the new, what's the name Sex of the, the new city. Sex in the City? Oh, is there, yeah. Uh, and and oh, then it happened or, no, that's yeah. not it. It's, and just like that, I think yeah. that's what it's called. But also I saw a clip of Mario stand-up uh, a couple of days ago of him parodying the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer scene <laughs> when Donner finds oh. out that Rudolph's nose is blinking and he goes berserk on him and says, no son of mine's gonna have a blinking red nose. Here, put this piece of shit on your nose. Well, Mario's Sorry. one of the funny people and one of the sweetest guys and yeah. such a funny comedian, great actor and so funny. Yeah. Texas City, the new thing, all this other stuff. Uh, he, he's, uh, you know, fantastic. And, and I remember performing with him. I don't know if you guys remember Green Street. It was this great nightclub on Green Street uh, back mm. in the, yeah, I guess probably starting in the mid 80s. And, 80s, and uh, uh, it really was uh, also this place, Comedy U Grand in that area before it was really the Soho we know now. This wonderful woman, Leah Sutton, who I'm in touch with still, she booked the place. It was one of the best performing experiences. You had the best singers, comics, and once I met Mr. G in the audience, so that, being a local news, you know, same way if, if Chris, you were there, I would be just as excited, and, and you know, so it oh, was- Oh, no, uh, it's Mr. Great, G. Yeah, it was a great crowd, just kind of an upscale New York crowd. It was different than the comedy clubs, and I have so many great memories of Green Street, and Mario, of course, is fantastic working with. And He's brilliant. He is absolutely yeah. brilliant. So let's move forward. What's funny? in 2022 well what do you think is going to be yeah. funny in 2022 yeah well you know it's been interesting because like you said i am performing new year's eve uh the stangle stage in flemington new jersey it hasn't been many live performances in the last year and a half obviously i did the comics for a few times i did a deli in stockton new jersey which was a lot of fun uh so it's interesting sort of stepping back and just uh you know i just because i think as a performer a creative person you always try to think well, you want to get back to doing what you're doing, but you also want to do different things to maybe do what you were doing slightly differently. And I, I do think there's, like I said, I don't know if I mentioned this earlier, that being in, in Florida where, look, you don't quiz people what their politics is. And I'm sure many of the people I may have seen may have been certainly not my uh, share my politics, but it never came up and it didn't have to come up because mm. you just related as people. Uh, and I do think there's a uh, aside from the sheer d dangers and, and, you know, our democracy really is at stake and these horrible voting laws in, in, in some of these states that are restricting the right to vote, there's, there's a lot of dangers, but also we just can't look at everybody as the enemy. I mean, at some point we have to be the grown up in the room and tr there are some people you can reach and then there are just crazies that you're never going to reach, but it's, it can't just keep going in that spiraling direction, you know? So the comedy, I mean, as you answer your question, you know, comedy, you know, the world used to be, you know, uh, sane sort of, and comedians, uh, or, or, you know, uh, the world could be a little crazy, but comedians are the ones who would make fun of it. Now it's very mm. hard for a comedian to top the craziness that's <laughs> going reality. on for our elected officials. <laughs> so it's trying to find a, a middle, and also, but the bottom line is you still have to be funny. I know some comedians and some hosts, uh, I understand, but they've gone more in the direction of, ranting or being a pundit mm. and and i think we still need to, people to be funny and, and that's what i try mm. to do are you nervous about going back doing stand-up 
I mean, do, do you get nervous? I don't know. You always get something. You get nervous. I'm just the, to me the the thought of traveling New Year's Eve is more daunting and figuring that all that out. But mm. I'm looking forward to doing it. Uh, uh, you know, it's always like with anything when you haven't done it too much. It's a little. Uh, but I, 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 you know, I'm just trying to I'm lo looking forward to it. And and um, I probably won't be very political for this particular thing. Although I may look back at some things in the news. It's called Catskills on the Delaware, so I imagine it'll be sort of a <laughs> pretty Jewish themed uh, show, probably. So. Um, but I do think it's the role of the comedian in some way, you know, we, we all know, and, and look, you could be, you have conversation with friends and probably have that one friend who's always about the latest COVID numbers and this, and, and it's all important, but you got, can't be buried by all of the negative and you do have to kind of move forward and, and be aware of everything and, and, and just, you know, not go crazy really. So I think that's the role of the comedian is to go okay, this is going on. And, and the, the podcast that I've done since March of 2020 with Tom Saunders, we, it could have been a show where we just kind of talked about the news, but we expressly said, no, the world is shutting down. So we're going to create our own world. And it's a little delusional and all of that, but <laughs> it's a world that's a lot more fun. And I think that's what it, the role of a comedian needs to be is to take people out of mm. the world that isn't so much fun at the moment and still acknowledge it, but, but take them out of it. Hey, Scott, uh, just real quick, because uh, I want Chris to ask the next question, but I want you to just uh, pitch where people can hear your podcast. Sure. It's called uh, Getting Through This with Tom and Scott. And basically, wherever you can find podcasts, it's, it's there. And it's really been a great experience, probably the best creative experience of my uh, life. I mean, we haven't, like many podcasts, haven't figured out the, the monetizing route yet. But, you know, it, it's, it, I think it's so much material there, and we may repurpose it for a script or something else. And I just have to say the 35 minutes, you know, uh, we used to do it seven days a week from March, 2020 to January of, of uh, this year. And then we did it five days a week and the last few months is twice a week, but those 35 minutes when we do it, it just feels great. And it, it kind of catapults me through the rest of the day. So I'm just really grateful to have that and we'll see where it goes. Uh, did I hear you right before that you said you did stand up, me being a former deli guy myself, that you yeah. stand up in a deli? Well, it was this, actually a really good deal. Take my salami, deli. please. No, what did you, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Well, uh, there have been some uh, people have done that. This was the Borscht Belt Deli in, in Stockton, New Jersey. Uh, they actually didn't have it in the deli. It was really a narrow place, very great food. So they had it sort of in this behind the deli it was like sort of a food court, which was a little problematic because it was a pizza stand that people weren't part of the show and they're going up and talking. And that's always the bane of any comic existence when you, I've done shows at bars and the people don't right. know there's a show and you get up and you can't tell them to shut up because they didn't know. And, you know, and so uh, that was, so I had fun with it though. I kind of used that situation. I kind of went off on that. I told the people, you know, you pay $50 to be here. You could have just ordered a pizza two feet behind you and paid nothing, you paid $3, you know. And watched, but, yeah. <laughs> so there wasn't in the deli specifically, and this is gonna be sponsored by the deli, but in an actual theater space, so that'll that'll be good. Because okay. um, I was wondering, you know, would you do like jokes about head cheese and uh, yeah. know, uh, blood <laughs> well, loaf and all that yeah. good stuff? And then... <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I, have, I did do a sh uh, in early days in the 80s, there was a kosher dairy restaurant on Broadway and John Street, I think it was, Dairy Planet, they called it. <laughs> and, you know, so believe me, any venue, I, I, I'm sure I have been in venues like delis and, and yeah, coffee shops and Look. anything like that. So, hey, Scott, uh, before, before we sneak out of here, because uh, amazingly, we're closing in on our 30 minute window, I think. 
Uh, I do want to ask you, as 21 comes to an end and 22 is upon us, if I can paraphrase the commercial that I always parody, what's the best part of waking up for you these days? Uh, you know, just being healthy. And even when I wasn't, it was such a minor thing. It was it was fine. And yeah, I, I think that this whole time period has made me, it sounds a little corny, maybe like a Hallmark movie, but really the gratitude, thanks for all the great things in my life and, and, and uh, uh, really thankful for so many things. And, and I'm always thankful for coffee. <laughs> yeah. uh, if I don't have I coffee, agree. I have to say I'm not very happy. And, but so, uh, and really just, I feel very optimistic in general. And, and I think 2022, it's going to start off a little rocky. Obviously we're going to get through ways more of this thing, but hopefully, Hopefully by February, this will really be out of here and we'll be on a good path. And yeah, you know, I'm just thankful for the things I've been able to do the last year or nine months, whatever. And like I said, being, hanging out with you guys and hope we get to hang out in person sometime soon. And you just have to have an optimistic attitude. I, you know, my, I've, I don't know if I invented this and probably if I Googled it, a million people thought of this, but my slogan is be prepared for the best because hmm. why be prepared for the worst? <laughs> You know, you don't have to get dressed for that, you know, but be prepared, <laughs> be prepared for the best. Let, let good things happen and really appreciate that's it. True. So that's that's what I, how I kind of live day to day or try well, to at least. On that note, we've got about three minutes left, but we didn't touch upon uh, all of us Met fans here. The Mets uh, did a lot oh, of... Yeah. Uh, a lot yeah. of movement over the uh, winters. And, well, of course, we've got Buck Showalter, the new manager. How do you feel about that? Oh, fantastic. I have a good friend of mine, uh, comedian friend, George Kalfa, and he seems to be... He was one step ahead of it. He's always the one making the right, what they should do. And it usually doesn't work out that way. And, and when I saw Buck got the job, that's my friend was pining for that. Yeah, I wanted a real baseball guy. And, and mm. um, I mean, as much as I appreciate what um, Roas did, I mean, and, 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 you know, it was a difficult situation, but to have Buck show, yeah, I really just couldn't be happier with having him. And I think the new GM and just, you know, and I think they'll, I'm sorry they got rid let, you know, Syndergaard go. I don't know what the whole story was behind that, but, yeah. uh, I, I'm looking forward to it. And I think um, DeGrom will be back, hopefully, you know, strong and uh, it'll be fun. But, you know, the, and you're a true fan. I, like I said, whatever the Mets did, those games that I went to this year and won a few, blew a few, whatever it was, blown out of a few, it was great. You know, you go with a friend, you talk. That's the great thing about baseball. baseball. You smell the fresh air and all that. And, and again, not people on top of you. So I'm thankful for that. But hopefully we'll, we'll have a better year. Uh, and I think they will. Hopefully uh, he has a better record than his last year as a manager with the Orioles. Do you know what that was, by the way, in 2018? <laughs> no. They were, they were 47 and 115. So well, uh, I'm <laughs> hoping he'll improve upon the 115 losses with the Mets. Yeah, that would be nice. He's Absolutely. got the horses to do it. So anyway, yeah. listen, Scott, great to see you as always and to talk with you. And we wish you a happy, healthy, yes. and joyous New Year. Well, again, thanks really for letting me on this this year last year and, and again i wish both of you a happy healthy new year and again i look forward to seeing you guys in person sometime soon and uh and, and just talking then and 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 good luck with your the show i just love being on and just you know best of everything you and your loved ones thanks man. always a pleasure scott you stay well take care of yourself and keep you keep thanks, the optimism Chris. going bud we need it thanks so much all right be good well you know he yeah really just has such a glass half full mm -hmm. um, attitude about everything. And it's refreshing and, and good for a couple of guys like us. 
Yeah, I, and I'm sure there are a lot of people out there that need to hear and surround themselves with more of that kind of energy. So uh, Scott's always a great guest to have on. And I'm sure as we uh, get into the spring and the summer season, we, we're going to talk more about uh, the Mets and the many changes and acquisitions they've made uh, over the course of the winter because uh, as, as you and I are, Scott is also a long-suffering Mets fan. But I like what he said just about sitting in the ballpark and that's the thing about baseball to me it's it's a romance it's a romantic yeah. game it's just a slow moving i know people oh it's boring not enough action you know but it's life a lot of life is kind of boring and then something really special happens something really unique happens and to me that's what a baseball game is so i always love the first day i go to a ball game and haven't been in a while mm. and i walk out of uh i guess the tunnel into the stadium and see the field for the first time oh, and that, that green grass, grass and oh, those so colors and it's oh. it's just it's crazy? spectacular it really is romantic and spectacular but you talk about that you know walking through the yeah the, the tunnel towards you know the field of the stadium and that always takes me back to the first time the very first time right when you're like five six seven years old whatever it might be and i was watching uh the other day field of dreams and uh that that movie always just gets me that I think that best romanticizes baseball uh, for, for what it is. And as always, that last scene always gets me. I ended up crying again when his dad comes out and then he asks him if he wants to have a catch. Oh, that just gets me. Every no, I, I saw Field the Dreams in the 80s, and I loved it when I saw it, but I don't really remember it and haven't seen it since. You haven't? Se oh, that, see now, this is a must-2022. You must watch Field of Dreams again. Okay. Um, you loving baseball and, and just all of the relationships and things that go on there. It's a, It was just a, a really beautifully done, beautiful. Can I just tell you something really funny? Uh, I saw Field of Dreams in the 80s. I was married to uh, my first wife. And her father, who was from Argentina, we were talking about Field of Dreams, and he said, I asked him, you know, what What were your impressions of the, of the film? He goes, they got a really big, really big corn there. <laughs> that was what his takeaway was. Well, yeah, you don't know the game. Yeah. It's, all, it's only visual, and most of it was uh, was corn for the most part. They even <laughs> walked in, in and out of that cornfield and disappeared several times, which I don't know if that happens in reality. But uh, Hey, happy you know. New Year, by the way. Welcome. Yes, to everybody. Happy, healthy, prosperous New Year. Um, you know, we, we hope everybody stays safe. I, I have some partial news, uh, and we'll talk more about this. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm in the midst of, you know, taking on, so I'm sort of going back to the future. I guess that's the best way to describe this, right? <laughs> I will be back in New York City television shortly. Uh, things, uh, we've worked out something, and uh, I should be on your TV. If you're in the New York area listening, obviously Tri-State area, uh, come January 17th, I'm actually going to be wearing a couple of different hats, a weather hat and a, uh, and a TV show, lifestyle show host hat and i'll talk more about the specifics of it uh you know when i can but um, i'm excited about it. i'm looking forward to it it's an opportunity to dip back in again and i know a lot of people over the last couple of years since i've been out in the last two and a half years have said, when are you coming back well now i'm coming back so you better be there yeah really you better be watching no but uh, i appreciate everybody's support in the two and a half years between when i left nbc and starting my my new position at uh, WPIX in New York. So looking forward to that. Uh, we will still be doing the podcast. 
Um, that's all good. And, and other way, stuff. Yeah. Isn't PIX also the Mets station in New York? Yes. Yeah, there's lots of Mets connections with uh, PIX. So this is going to be fun. We'll be suffering well, Congratulations. That's, re- that's really great news to end the year on and to start the new year on. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, it's been a long road. There's been a lot of, you know, people disappearing on you and making promises, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, these folks have been great to me so far, and I really appreciate the opportunity. And I'm, I'm determined to prove that they made the right choice. So uh, let's, let's hope it's all good from this point forward. Nobody asked me, but... <laughs> well, you know, you behave yourself maybe next time. Hey, listen. <laughs> Happy New Year. Be good Happy New Year, good. guys. Yep. I'm Rick. He's Chris. We're out of here. Sunshine always. I'm out of here. Happy New Year. 2022. Come on. And of course, as always, this show is brought to you by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.